Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome aboard. It is Thursday with some jamming tunes to start us out. I love this bumper music because I chose it. So there you go. It is 5.09, Thursday, February 22. Uh, appreciate you sticking or joining us, sticking around. We hope you stick around the whole hour, but uh, thanks for tuning us in at the top of the hour. We've got a fun show today. And you know, this spring weather, this fake spring weather, gets you thinking about, you know, the real spring. And we're not far off from that. And how can you tell? Because State High School Basketball Tournament is just uh, uh, right upon us. And uh, so coming up in today's show, in just a minute, Mr. Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln, will chat about state tournaments and all kinds of other things. But uh, uh, meanwhile, truth over tribalism, principles over partisanship, Five days a week, every day, right here. Uh, Mr. Johnny Cadillac has the day off, so thanks to Mr. Steve King for filling in behind the board. Appreciate it very much, Steve. Um, well, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, you know, as a small business owner myself, you know every Thursday we feature uh, the Lincoln Business Roundtable, where we invite <coughs> all the business leaders, <coughs> the movers, the shakers, to people who make this city move. And Mr. Jeff Mall is uh, at the top of that list, at least once a month you are. Thank you, Dan. Uh, the executive, really nice introduction. The executive director of your visit, Lincoln, Jeff. How are you? <clears throat> doing well. Doing well. You are exactly right. This time of year is state tournament time, and what is it, sixty some degrees outside? Yeah, still. Right. Yeah. And uh, somebody reminded me the other day, Jeff. Don't get too excited about the weather because usually over the two weeks of state high school basketball, girls and boys, what happens? We get a little snow. Whether it's school. a little snow or a lot of snow. <laughs> so my fingers are crossed that the weather hangs, you know, does really well. But we've got state uh, swimming and diving this weekend. So oh, yeah. it's the start of about a three- or four-week run of, of state high school championships. Yeah. Um, you know, our listeners know, I always encourage our listeners to uh, follow us on the on the X, formerly known as Twitter, and in the Facebook uh, pages, and encourage people to participate in those platforms. Platforms. Well, um, you know, people are listening and people are uh, answering that call. So here's here's a shout out to you uh, from Dan. From uh, well, we can get into where Dan's at, but Dan uh, DM'd me on X and wanted me to ask you this question. Hope okay. it's not uh, too inappropriate. Um, he asked uh, asked me if if you if I would ask you if you remembered to get carts and fill the milk today. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to explain that. <laughs> and it was an appropriate question. It could have been inappropriate if it's the individual that I think it is, because Dan is a good friend of mine going way back um, okay. to late 80s, early 90s at Food for Less on 70th and Van Dorn. Nice. And, uh, I was what they called a cart runner back in the day. So my job was twofold. Make sure the carts were in from the corrals out in the in the parking lot inside. If it was wet, whatever, you had to wipe them down. But also we filled dairy. We filled the yogurt and the milk and anything that was a dairy derivative. And Dan was my supervisor back okay. in the day. And I can tell you, if you know Dan, and you know that he's a supervisor in retail and the grocery world, he's a guy's guy. 
He's mm-hmm. the kind of supervisor that you mm-hmm. want. He would joke with you. He'd keep you in line. But at the end of the day, he was a good friend and uh, known Dan for many years. And uh, so I appreciate the shout out, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dan. Uh, yeah. Dan is my uh, I get the fishing report from Dan oh, every goodness. time I go into Canopy Street Market. Yeah. He and a guy named Turner. So you'll have to ask Dan about Turner. Uh, Turner was a uh, um, guy's last name was a heck of a fisherman. And he and Dan would hit a lot of the, the watering holes oh, in eastern Nebraska. Still yeah. does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dan. I talked to him the other day. He was—he's uh, got his license. He's getting his tackle box ready. He's ready to go. So, oh my gosh! Anyway, good anyway, memories right there. That's good. Well, Dan, thanks for listening. Thanks for the shout out on uh, on the Twitter or on the X. Well, Mr. Jeff Mall, um, we've got a, several things I wanted to chat with you about today. But uh, uh, how was Coffee Week? My goodness, you know, I I was around oh. in the world when we started the Beer Week and helped with that project. And it's still just a very vibrant, fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, a beer week project in the city but i love coffee week yeah you know beer week's been really good to us in the last three or four years but uh one of our non um we'll call beer drinkers sure. in the office uh she said uh what what about coffee week and i started thinking oh my gosh okay i can tell you this coffee shop and that coffee shop we ended up with 19 participating coffee shops this year in our first annual coffee week uh, we actually encouraged people to go visit as many of those as they they could, but if you hit a minimum of seven, you could turn it in, and we gave away a hundred and fifty dollar gift certificate to a coffee shop of your choice. That's a lot of coffee, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> so it's a lot of visits. Went over really well, <laughs> but the numbers are very telling about how popular coffee was during that week. Ninety six hundred website views to Lincoln dot org. 791 new followers to our social media. So I think that's great, right? Some new people. Uh, 78,000 people reached on social media between all of our platforms. And in the end of the day, we we handed out over 4,500 passports in two days. We did two print runs on that. Cool. And uh, I can tell you the success stories. 1893 up in, in Havelock, a new coffee shop had a line out the door well it 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 uh, it hits me really well jeff because you know i i so support <clears throat> local business and that's you know what the chamber and visit lincoln and elped all of you do is uh, to lift up all of our small businesses uh, well and it's so true and i think a lot of people just assume that jeff's the guy and jeff's team are the ones that bring in people from the outside they come in spend money they go home it's new dollars but if you excite your own community about what you have in your own backyard and you go help tell that story absolutely that's how tourism happens, yeah. right? It just becomes yeah. a very, um, you know, it's carried on from generation to generation and social media path to social media path. So very good success. And, and I want to thank Tracy Simpson in our office for the Coffee Week idea because nice. Grand Slam, out of the park. Good for you, Tracy. That's cool. Well, uh, so you did award your winners and a we winner. Did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to get together. Uh, the best part of uh, a good idea is the after meeting uh, when you get together and hash out what we need to do better. And um, we've had people on social media saying, what about wing week? What about sandwich week? What about meatloaf week? I'm kid. I kid you not. Everybody <laughs> wants us to do a week for their favorite food or drink. That's cool. It is good. That's served its purpose. That's what we want. Um, I drove by the Sandhill Global Youth Complex, uh, the future Sandhill Global's Youth Complex, the other day, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there's a lot of dirt that's leveled out and. You can tell that there's something going on. There is. There's a lot of dirt. And I will tell you, we're done with dirt. And that will be the last speck of dirt you see on that site. 
between now and next year at this time when we open up the complex in, say, February or March. And wow. uh, I remind people that when we have weeks like this, when it's 40, 50, 60, 70 degrees, it's warm enough to play baseball or softball. And uh, we'll be playing a year from now. And uh, so the progress is the dirt work is done. The ground is level. If you go to a, um, the LincolnYouthComplex.com, you follow Sandhills Global Youth Complex on social media, You'll see some great drone footage. You'll see some great aerials that we have. You can begin to see where these fields are all going to lay out. And there I go. I'm getting my chills. <laughs> um, I can hear the crack of a bat, the ping of a bat, the snap of a glove as we talk about this. And, and Dan, we're going to come out of the ground um, with a lot of the structure that's going to really start to make it feel like what we want it to be sometime in the next probably 30, 45, 60 days, just okay. dependent on weather. Okay. Well, keep us posted on that. I know a lot of people in this community have been, you and your team, and a lot of people have been working on that for years and years and years. And and the parents and the kids and uh, and the grandparents are just so excited uh, to have that complex uh, in in existence. Yeah, and I want to thank all the board members on the Lincoln Youth Complex Committee. Um, We work really hard once, twice a week, just making sure that the vision gets to where it needs to be. We have great partnership with Nebraska Wesleyan University. Yes, yes. And to do what's good for youth, you've heard me talk about it. I'm talking about visitors. I'm talking about tournaments we have that come in from the outside and people creating economic drivers. But what we're going to do for youth of all ages and all backgrounds and all abilities is going to be something special. And there is not another complex in the country that's going to do it at the level we're going to do where every kid will have an opportunity to play the game of baseball or softball. And speaking of complexes that uh, uh, are needed in this community, uh, and, uh, and again, that you're working on and driving, mm-hmm. uh, Assemble Lincoln, uh, the convention center, the group that's uh, uh, promoting and, and uh, planning uh, the convention center, had, some, had an open house uh, the other day. Thought and I'd so, see you there. I know it. I had uh, I, actually I was with Shin uh, smoking a cigar and drinking uh, whiskey. So <laughs> outside on a porch. Right, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, thanks, Dan. Yeah, it, so I it was on my calendar. So, yeah, but anyway, uh, we had uh, fifty-five to sixty people come out to this public open nice. house, and um, all of our members of Assemble Lincoln were there. Our state senators had a day off; it was President's Day, so oh, they were yeah. all there. Uh, we had Kenny Zoller from the governor's office. Uh, we had city council members. We had county commissioners. We had developers, architects. Everybody in that world of development showed up, but more importantly, the community came out. Citizens of our great community that had questions about, uh, you know, what's this going to look like? How are you going to pay for it? You know, the, the, the key questions you do open houses for. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was just a lot of good energy in the room for this convention center. And I think the biggest thing is um, when you do open houses, a lot of people want to talk about not in my backyard. They want to talk about no new taxes. I, I've, I've run some of those. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the important thing with the convention center is it's it's going to be downtown. Right. So we're not going to creep into residential areas and and try to do the things that scare people. Um, As far as taxes goes, we've had Senator Bostar in the room, and he's talked about how that turn back tax is going to pay for a good majority of this project. And that's that's a key element uh, to the voters in Lincoln and the residents of Lincoln to know that we're going to do everything we can to make this something they don't have to carry the burden for. Yeah. So uh, just remind our listeners, next steps. Yeah, next step. So on uh, 29th of this month, uh, the RFP for land and sites will be due. I can tell you working with the folks at Legends, our consultants, uh, we have just had overwhelming responses from potential sites. And if you remember, 
we came out of the RFLI process with four sites. Correct. And I can tell you we've already had more in inquiries to add additional sites to that list. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Um, the second date to remember is on March 1st is when we have the RFP for architect due. Uh, that has gone over really well, not only with local architects, but regional and national name brand architects. The goal is to have some time in March that we either narrow the sites down to two or three, we get the architect chosen, and sometime in the month of March or April, uh, we've got some pretty significant news to start start sharing with people. Mm -hmm. And I really believe, um, and, I, and I pray about it every night, we, we, get, we motivate each other in the office and on this committee that we really think we've got some significant um, stuff that's going to happen yet this year. That's a huge step in a short amount of time. You bet it is. But it's all about due diligence. It's all about transparency, and uh, things are going well. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, let's take a little break, come back, and continue this conversation. Uh, coming back after these messages. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Thursday edition, the Lincoln Business Roundtable, where we invite uh, the business leaders, the people that make this city uh, hum <laughs> in the business community. So, uh, and let me tell you what's coming up after the news break at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Evan Colleen, uh, the CEO of your Lincoln Children's Zoo, will join us live here in the studio. And uh, tomorrow, hey. We'll start your weekend off right like we always do uh, with the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. So plan appropriately for that. Uh, Jeff, you've got – and we're back with Mr. Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. Jeff, you got uh, any weekend plans yet? I think I'm going to get outside. I've been traveling a lot here and uh, going up to see my son at uh, Morningside up oh, in yeah. Sioux City last how's he, weekend. How's he doing? And doing really well. Good. Just kind of getting used to freshman life as a baseball player and – bunch of new friends and so yeah i'm looking forward to being home this weekend maybe go to the zoo right yeah. i gotta say that because evan's standing here so uh yeah i just want to get out and enjoy the weather while it's while it's here i have not been i had this conversation with uh with jim blue on the show last night mm -hmm. and uh, i've not been out on my bike yet and uh so maybe this weekend hey no crashing no 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 well yeah i did yeah, yeah you spilled that was last year wasn't it yeah it was mm -hmm. yeah no i'm you know, you got to do that every <laughs> once in a while just to keep yourself on your toes. So, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, well, um, uh, yeah, lots of things going on in the city, Jeff, and uh, always appreciate it. I know your, our listeners do. And uh, so um, one of the things, uh, one of the other things, I want, did we finish up on the convention center? We're good on that. Yeah, and I think one thing I want to remind people, too, we had that open session this week. We had the public um, come out on Monday. We're going to do a few more of these before this thing okay. gets announced. And uh, I think some of the next steps when we want public engagement and invite people to be engaged is on some of the design concepts and how big the facility will be. But more importantly, what kind of things are going to happen around it when it comes to infrastructure improvements. Uh, a lot of the questions, too, centered around not only the two things we talked about earlier, but is parking, ingress and egress. Is it going to bring new restaurants and bars and entertainment? So certainly a lot of things to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so important. Um, you were able to host the Tourism Summit for the first time ever recently. Big, big deal. Yeah, it's been big a long time. Deal. Been a long time. Uh, the Nebraska Tourism Commission usually hosts our, our fall conference, and we move around the state. Uh, we were out in Garing, Nebraska. Can't get uh, much further it was, uh, out. It was a journey, mm -hmm. yeah, but it was beautiful oh, along the way. Oh, it's gorgeous, yeah. Uh, so we hosted this year, we hosted the first ever Nebraska Tourism Summit at the Graduate Hotel uh, in uh, February, so this month, earlier in the month. 
and it was an opportunity to bring together all of the tourism professionals like myself and, and attractions and museums, all for a day and a half worth of education, uh, mentoring, motivation. We had Aaron Davis come out oh, and speak. Nice. Aaron does an amazing keep, keep job. Keep that guy uh, locally. Yes, yes. <laughs> he so, travels all over the country yeah, to speak. So. so it was good to get him grounded yeah. here. And, and so the, the reason why we shifted this to the spring was what's going on right now, the legislative session. Yeah. And the goal of doing the Tourism Summit in Lincoln during the session is to bring together tourism professionals and our state senators. Um, there are those in our state that feel we have an identity crisis when you know, tourism is ranked number three as far as an economic driver behind mm-hmm. agriculture and manufacturing. So our goal is to make sure our senators understand how important tourism is. And, and we had a good turnout. Um, I would be um, not doing my job if I didn't compliment our state senators for the hours that they put in, the filibusters that they set through. And uh, we had a meeting today of Assemble Link in the convention center group, and oh. it was over the noon hour, and a filibuster ran them late. So they all came running into our meeting and ran back out when we were done. So It's a heck of a job. For it's something. 12000 bucks a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is a success. Uh, we're actually going to have it in Lincoln the next two oh, years. good. We'll hope to have Evan and his staff out in nice. the next couple of years. We're going to be at the Cornhusker Hotel next year nice. and uh, taking a look at another uh, downtown hotel in year three. So uh, open to the public if they want to come out and learn, but more importantly, tourism professionals. Um, that's great. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, It was a lot of fun to have people in our yeah. backyard. And it actually surprised me because we haven't done this in a while in Lincoln. How many people haven't been here in a while yeah. and couldn't believe the Haymarket yeah. rail yard? And I'm like... It's been that way for a few years. Hey, before we get out of here, uh, uh, the first segment of the show here, uh, let's uh, some details on state basketball. State high school basketball uh, is coming up. Uh, we talked about state swimming this weekend. State high school girls and boys basketball will be in the coming weeks. Um, girls first and then boys four days each week. And then we're going to roll into the educational conferences. So uh, be a friend to everybody that comes into our community. It's such a, and you if know, you can. I see all those people because I, you know, live and work in the Haymarket, and it's it's so great. You can identify them. They've, um, yeah, they're wearing their colors, and uh, it's just so great to have those people in. Only two times a year is it allowed to go wrong way down a one way. <laughs> it's during state high school basketball. That's it, folks. Uh, come on back after this news break uh, for more and uh, Lincoln Children's Zoo after this on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Entertaining the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Yeah, let's do all of those. Educate, inform, entertain five days a week, right here. Glad you came back uh, for the second half of the show. Welcome back. It is the Thursday edition, which means it's the Lincoln Business Roundtable. The thought leaders, the people that make a difference in our community, uh, in the business world. Uh, to remind you to follow us on X and Facebook. We only get you an hour a day. We'd love to continue the conversation after hours. And if you miss anything, you always find us on your favorite podcast platform. Or just go to KLIN.com, go to the Dan Parsons page, and scroll down, find what you're looking for. I'll remind you, coming up tomorrow, we'll start your weekend right, like we always do, with Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. See what he's cooking up in the kitchen and and what adult beverages uh, we may be enjoying. So, anyway.
tune in for that. Well, we're back uh, with Mr. Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. And it's my delight to introduce, for the very first time on the show, Evan Colleen, the Chief Executive Officer of your Lincoln Children's Zoo. Evan, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. we uh, catching up uh, in the pregame, and turns out we know some folks. Uh, it's a small town. We know a lot of folks that uh, overlap. But, uh, but before we get the one way to get to know my new guests... Uh, I've kind of instit- I've been looking for, you know, there's the Cobear Six, and you know, I've been looking for some kind of a little icebreaker so our guests, uh, so our listeners get to know our new guests. And by the way, the nine months I've been doing this, Evan, your guest number, unique guest. I don't double count when Jeff Mall comes in once a month. You only get one of these. All right. Uh, but Evan Colleen, you are my 165th guest all right unique guest in nine months so here's here's a little quiz you get one point for each of these that you've never done ready okay uh used a rotary phone i have uh used a floppy disk yep uh used a typewriter yep taking photos with a film camera oh of course uh listen to music on a cd yep listen to a cassette tape (laughs) in the car yep (laughs) uh listen to a vinyl record yep uh listen to music on a walkman Yes. Uh, listen to music on a boombox outside. Ooh, Mount Rainier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what's neat about this. There's a story behind all these. Uh, watched a video from VHS tape. Yes. Sent or received a fax. Yep. Uh, recorded music uh, from radio to cassette. Made a, a mixtape. <laughs> of course. Yep. yep. <laughs> I remember a lot of those. Yep. Uh, rented a video from Blockbuster. Yes. Uh, used the internet by dial up. <laughs> yep, I can hear that sound yep. when you say that. Uh, used a phone book. Yes. Sent a postcard. Yes. Uh, used a paper map. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, owned a dictionary. Yep. Owned an encyclopedia. Uh, me, not personally, my parents, but I did not. Okay. So I get one. You get one point. Finally. <laughs> uh, uh, paid with a check. Yes. Okay, you get one. <laughs> I got. Right. I got zero. How Jeff, about, what how, would you how, get? How about a bonus question? Yeah. When I say boombox, what movie do you think of? Oh, say anything. There we go. Of course. See? We all knew that one. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So thanks for doing that, uh, uh, Evan. That's <laughs> no a, a nice way to... Uh, to uh, and I'm not, I'm not into ageism, because I told you, uh, you know, I scored a zero on this. So anyway, we had fun with this. Well, Evan, uh, yeah, just uh, tell our listeners a little bit. Uh, you've been the CEO uh, for a couple years now. Uh, and prior to that, you spent 10 years as uh, the chief operating officer at the zoo. And, and so fill us in. How, how, how did you get here? <laughs> well, I was uh, raised in Lincoln, so grew up here. So this is hometown for me. And I uh, thought I wanted to be a, a high school social studies teacher. Nice. Uh, but somehow, once I got out of uh, UNL, I found myself at the Strategic Air and Space Museum, is what they called it back then. Uh, and I got a job in their education department. Nice. and. Then I was just kind of on a path to do nonprofit management from that point. So after the Air and Space Museum, uh, I got to come back to Lincoln and uh, work at the uh, Children's Museum in town as kind of their deputy director for a number of years and uh, did uh, some exhibit renovations there and helped grow that organization a little bit. And then uh, in 2011, I was very fortunate to come over and uh, work with John Shapo at the zoo. That's cool. Yeah. Well, obviously, you've had the background and the training to do what you're doing now in the 10 years that you've spent at the zoo. Um, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, uh, Evan, that I did not make zoo lights uh, this year. And I, 
you know, I could have, uh, I should have. Um, we were talking in the pregame uh, with with uh, Jeff, and what an incredible uh, event that has become. Yeah, it is an amazing event, and it is really unique in the entire Midwest. So we do our light show at the Lincoln Children's Zoo. We have an amazing team, and the in-house team designs and dreams up and thinks up everything, and our team sets it up, and our team tears it down. We actually start setting up first week of August. Oh, really? Yeah, it takes a ton of work. We start dreaming next year's idea. We're doing that. I've got a meeting this week where we're – thinking about the uh, cre- next creative thing. So last year, you by missing out on last year, though, you missed out. The new thing last year was a 120-foot-long cathedral-shaped tunnel. So, Jeff, you saw it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I saw pictures. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, absolutely amazing. Over 41,000 light bulbs. And the team specifically picked out the shape of the light bulb and how strong the lights were. It was, it was amazing. So what were the numbers for this year? So, uh, record-setting year for Zoo Lights. We had se- over 72,000 people come. My goodness. And so moreover, it's like almost a football stadium. <laughs> exactly. And moreover, you think about kind of the experience that people had. And by the way, just because we've got children's in the name doesn't mean that you have to have kids to come to this. We saw a ton of adults without kids, grandparents, high school kids on dates, university uh, students. Uh, and you think about the experiences. Just in the Zoo Lights, we had 33,000 people ride the train. Hmm. We sold thousands of gallons of hot cocoa. Uh, the team, many, how, wait, no. How many cups is that, Evan? That is 21,671 cups of hot cocoa. That's a lot of cups of hot yeah, cocoa. That's a lot of cups. And it wasn't even that cold this winter. No, but right? if you're if you're it's looking at lights, right. you got to yeah. drink some up. hot cocoa. Yeah. And yeah, we had over uh, 800,000, uh, or sorry, not 800,000, 8,900 s'mores. So people uh, have chocolate. the opportunity to sit around fire pits and make s'mores at zoo lights. It, it's an amazing experience. You know, one thing I want to point out is like when you go to the zoo in the summertime or in the fall or outside of zoo lights, sometimes you just have this general progression through, right? Kiddos do something, parents keep moving, they all gather on the other side. How many people, it's amazing to me, stop and just gawk at the lights. They'll back up and they'll go back through because they love the music. They love the progression of lights. And I'd like to know the average time an attendee at hmm. Zoo Lights spends because you got to think it's maybe a little bit longer. Oh, I, I mean, it might be because a lot of those kind of uh, dynamic light shows where the vine show that's hanging from the sky, which, by the way, is the third largest in the United States. The only place you'd see a bigger vine show, those are the Christmas lights that hang from you the bet. canopy, is Dollywood or the Atlanta Botanical Gardens. Hmm. Well, that show, that's a it's a 10-minute show if you sit there and watch the entire thing. Right. It's, it's right. pretty amazing. No, it's been amazing. And, uh, you know, I remember when John and, you know, I think Evan early on and the marketing team came and were pitching this thing called Zoo Lights. They promised tourism revenues. They said this is going to be unlike anything Lincoln ever has seen. So I had I had questions. So in other words, not just Lincolnites are coming. People from out of town are coming. It's the heads and beds and the yeah. feet and sheets that I yeah. talk about all the time. It's tourism impact because people are coming in not only to visit family, but they're coming in for a long weekend and they're going to go to Zoo Lights and they're going to shop and they're going to spend money in our community because this is a destination amenity we've not had in the winter months when typically we all hole up and watch it snow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's incredible, Evan. Congratulations. Um, so, you know, you've been at the zoo for, you know, several years, a decade or, or longer. And what still excites you about the Lincoln Children's Zoo? That's a great question. <laughs> I absolutely love 
what an impact it makes on the community and how that impact just continues to grow year after year. Um, I mean, John Chapel was CEO for 37 years and did some absolutely amazing things. Groundbreaking. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, and now we're just continuing that vision. Um, it's not going to stop growing. We're going to continue to grow. In the past 10 years, we're the sixth fastest growing zoo in the entire United really? States. Yeah. And just by percentage, we are just growing by leaps and bounds. And the things that we've added, if you haven't been out in a while. Yeah, remind our listeners some of those uh, furry creatures and not furry creatures that you've added. If you haven't been out in a while, you'll be shocked. Because uh, in 2019, we doubled the size of the zoo. And we've got probably one of the best giraffe feeding experiences in the entire United States. If you went to the Columbus Zoo, you would not have a better one. San Diego uh, San, San Diego Safari Park, you would not have a better wow. giraffe feeding. This is one of the best giraffe feedings in the country. And we and have, so what makes it uh, exceptional? It uh, The whole thing, the, the, the color of the substrate, the handrails, the giraffes coming up, how personal and close you get to them. Uh, we do it the best here hmm. in Lincoln nebraska and so it's experiences like that or sitting on a jeep next to a tiger or climbing if you're a kid or a young at heart uh up the uh, kind of playground tower with the spider monkeys climb with a monkey Um, there are some amazing experiences and uh if you come out during spring break you might get to see our new baby cheetahs oh yeah they're starting to learn how to run and that cheetah run a lot of lincolnites don't uh know it's one of only five in the entire country. So if you wanted to see the cheetahs exhibit their natural behavior and run, you can only see it at the Columbus Zoo and the Cincinnati Zoo and the San Diego Safari Park uh, and Bush Gardens in Florida and then Lincoln, Nebraska. Huh. And you think of that list, how awesome is that to have Lincoln, it. Nebraska love in it. that yeah. list? Like we're top five, top three in a lot of lists. And yeah. You guys do so many neat things for the animals, and I, and I think a lot of people have questions about zoos. They always have. But what you do with zoos, uh, with your zoo and your animals, is unique, and that's why. Because you're part of a national network of making sure that animals have the best possible conditions. Yeah, we uh, are part of the AZA, and they have to certify zoos, and they're one of the strictest organizations to do that. Mm-hmm. So the USDA also does it, but only the top ten percent of animal holding institutions get certified by the AZA, which we are. Mm-hmm. That, congratulations on that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, John's built it, and now it's yours. And uh, Evan's got some energy. I don't know if you can see it, Dan. This, this, guy is, this guy has a lot of fun doing it, what he does. You know, I appreciate that. And we, I have an amazing team. Yeah. It's really the, the entire team and the, the city of Lincoln, the community. They, they own the zoo. Yeah. yeah. Okay, folks, uh, hang on. We're going to come back after these quick messages and continue our conversation with Evan and Jeff. Come on back. to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Thursday edition. It is the business Lincoln Business Roundtable. Uh, and let me tell you what's coming up tomorrow. Of course, it's Friday. We'll get your weekend kicked off appropriately. Uh, with Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin, so join us for that. We're back with Mr. Evan Colleen, the CEO of your Lincoln Children's Zoo, Mr. Jeff Mall, Executive Director of uh, Visit Lincoln. Um, so, Evan, I'm I'm always, I'm sure you get this. Well, let's start with this. Uh, you know, in, in addition to the fun stuff uh, that we always 
think of of the zoo. It's really an educational facility as well. Yeah, not only do we have the science-focused high school for LPS on site, but we also do our own education programs. Uh, summer camps went on sale a couple of weeks ago, and a lot of people don't know. We have one of the biggest summer camp programs in the entire city. We have over 2,000 kids come to summer camp. Now, a lot of them are already sold out, so if you haven't scheduled it yet, uh, get on that now. That's amazing that parents are starting to think of, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to do that, so it's very competitive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and we also have uh, Zoo Crew. Zoo Crew's been around for pro- probably over 30 years yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, Zoo Crew will go on sale next week, and that's for the little bit older kids. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're, we're hoping to have more education programs in the future. And tell our listeners how they can find out about those programs and sign up. So you can find out about all of our programs and events and everything going on at the zoo at lincolnzoo.org, uh, as well as Facebook and Instagram. Cool, cool. Um, and, and Jeff, you and I were talking about this offline about um, uh, before the show about just the future of this uh, incredible jewel that we have here in 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 the middle of our city and uh, you've expanded the footprint in recent years and some really cool amenities um do, do you sit around dreaming at night evan of what could be next the, i think the whole team is we as i said we've got a great team the whole team is constantly thinking about how we can make things better um and i am really excited as i said one of the top 10 fastest growing zoos in the country for the last 10 years we're going to continue that in the future uh i'm excited to see what the future holds for us in that so you know, a lot of people think the zoo is landlocked, and you guys have made the most of the corner that you have. And, and one of the newest things is the outdoor green space that you have, and pavilion for music, a, a tent that goes up in the spring and summer months. People are having wedding receptions there. People are getting married at the zoo. You do great zoo fundraisers as well, so if you want to yeah. just tease a couple of the big fundraisers. Uh, well, uh you know, honestly, our biggest fundraiser right at this point is that Zoo Lights. But yep. we've got uh, people rent out that tent in that green space right. uh, for corporate parties. That's yep. a big thing. We've got brews at the zoo. Bingo. If you haven't been oh, to there, that's a fun one. Yeah, so yeah. that's a good one. And, yeah, that event space is amazing. So we're really fortunate to be able to offer all of these types of things to the Lincoln community, not just come here and visit the zoo. We've got all of these events and education programs. Mm-hmm. And because of that... We now have an economic impact in the city of Lincoln as $17 million a year. Really? So, yeah. And that, as I said, has just been growing and growing. And we look for that to continue. So, And, and from a marketing, because I'm kind of in that business, <laughs> advertising, public relations, I'm always curious of audience, you know, what's your message, who's your audience, how do you reach those audiences with those messages? Um, what 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 is that vision of of how you continue to not only remind Lincolnites of this wonderful facility and and all the things that you do, but also as Jeff and I were talking about from outside the city? Yeah, c- continuing to expand that demographic, uh, making sure people know that it's not just for kids; uh, it's for anyone young at heart. Uh, and we're seeing huge. Uh, growth from the the communities outside Lincoln. So Zoo Lights that we've talked a lot about, uh, last estimate was over 25% of the attendance came from outside the county. And so uh, we have people drive two, two and a half hours to come for a zoo visit or to come to an event like Zoo Lights. Well, and you talk about for families, and and I'm always sensitive to those families who maybe uh, 
can't afford a big summer camp for the kids or something but th- th- this is affordable entertainment we are we are we we've made sure throughout all this growth to keep the zoo as affordable as we possibly can um, and you know one other unique thing your listeners might be interested to know is we don't get any tax support and that's really unique among zoos. Yeah, I bet it there is. There are only a handful of zoos in the entire country that can say that. And so we're uh, self-sustaining. And, and thanks to the community that supports us uh, through philanthropic efforts, thanks to the community that comes out and visits, to the community that comes to our events and our programs, um, that's who makes it happen. Membership. Whether it's a children's museum membership or a children's zoo membership or a museum or a membership to anything, I always tell people this: it's the simplest thing in the world. It's the yeah. gift that keeps on giving. And the zoo membership does that because it's always something different. The weather's different, and there's always something the kiddos and the adults can do. But more importantly, it gives back to the zoo and it provides the opportunity to keep the animals healthy, keep your staff growing, and keep the zoo expanding. So I can't stress enough: if you don't have a zoo membership and you have kiddos out there listening right now, think about it. Because we now have this year-round zoo that gives you something to do 12 months out of the year. And in the winter, we've got Secret Jungle. You yes. can be in there. Yes. We've got indoor giraffe feeding. Yeah, it is year-round. I like that Secret Jungle, by the way. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Shh, don't a, tell too many people. I'm a kid at heart. This secret is, hey, longer. never quit being a kid, guys. Really? I mean, it's a lot of fun. You're doing a great job, Evan. Oh, thanks. Well, I, that is a great point, Jeff, because I do that. You know, my kiddos are all grown and out of the house, and they're all escaped to Texas. But that I gift my grandkids uh, a membership to mm-hmm. uh, to the aquarium uh, in uh, Corpus Christi. And so, uh, yeah, it, great gifts uh, for birthdays and, and whatever. Um, well, Evan, it's uh, it's uh, and we've still got a couple minutes. I don't want to cut you off, but um, it's uh, it's an amazing facility, and uh, and yeah, that footprint that you have, as Jeff said, I mean, there's opportunities to continue to uh, to be creative, and and because uh, you've got the parking, and uh, uh, and and go ahead, Jeff. Well. We talked about Coffee Week earlier. If I didn't mention, you have a coffee tenant uh, at the zoo. So oh, let's really? tell people who your tenant is and who's who's schlepping coffee at the, so, at the zoo. So uh, we have uh, kind of a satellite. We've got an agreement with the mill, and so we've got a mill at the zoo. So you can come nice. hang out inside the secret jungle, look at some spider monkeys. The kids can climb around, and uh, parents can enjoy a latte. Evan Colleen, thank you, my friend. Jeff Mall, thanks uh, for a, a wonderful show. Folks, that's it. Uh, Have a great evening. See you tomorrow for FAC. Now go do good things.